coming up. Today I wanted to talk about siblings. Who has a right to limit the number of children anyone can have? For 35 years to control population growth, the Chinese government permitted each family to have a maximum of one child. No siblings. Overpopulation is going to have catastrophic consequences. Don't we have a duty to have fewer children? Does anyone have a right to have children? For years, while we were all watching 19 Kids and Counting, China could only tune into one child and we are content. The government can't conscript me into having children. How can it forbid me from having children? If the world is rapidly becoming overpopulated, can we at least talk about population control? Our guest is Sarah Conley, author of One Child, Do We Have a Right to More? Is having children a right or a privilege? One child, too many. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're here at the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner at Stanford, where Ken teaches philosophy and I did for 40 years. 40 memorable years, I hope, John. Now, today's episode is One Child Too Many. One too many? (laughs) There are way too many children on this earth, Ken. That's why we're asking whether people nowadays really have the right to have as many children as as they want. Of course not. There are 7.3 billion people on the planet already. There'll be 11 billion by the end of the century. Our poor earth is groaning and cracking under the weight of us humans. Are you suggesting that we should let the human race gradually die out or whittle itself down to size or something? I do not advocate human extinction. Oh, God. Well, thank God for that, John. (laughs) Jeez. But we do have to manage the world's population or get it to manage itself. We've got way past the time when everyone can just have as many kids as they want and the earth be damned. Well, well, okay, but just how do you uh, propose that we do that, manage the world's population? Well, I I mean, China had a certain amount of uh, success with its one-child policy thanks to that. Uh, It is no longer the world's most populous country. That dubious honor now belongs to India, or or at any rate, it soon will. Well, but but China, China, John, China's a brutal totalitarian dictatorship. They were willing to resort to mandatory abortions and forced sterilization to endorse that policy at times. (laughs) You know you'd never, ever in your wildest dreams be able to pull that kind of thing off in a democracy like ours. Well, maybe Japan is a better model, the most rapid decline in population in human history, and not because of government coercion, but because of changing social mores. Women decide on their own they don't want marriage and kids, not to mention in-laws. That's right. (laughs) In fact, the government is doing everything it can to combat this trend, but it's not working. Well, but look, look at what Japan's rapid population decline has done to it for it to its once dynamic economy. Japan, a few decades ago, was one of the world's economic engines. Now it's one of the economic laggards in the world. Is that what you want to see? No, but I think economists need to figure out some way. For, to wean us from depending on, on population growth as a condition for prosperity. I mean, the lazy guys, I mean, they just, they're giving us the easy theories. They need to work on the hard stuff. <laughs> Even in this country, 
by the way, we do everything in our power to discourage certain people from having children oh, already. Now you sound like an old-fashioned eugenicist or something. What are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about some racial group. I'm talking about an age group. Teenagers, nobody, not even you, can thinks that immature, hormonally swamped teenagers should reproduce willy-nilly. Well, okay, okay, you got me there, but... Frankly, if you ask me, every teenage boy should be required to have a fail-safe reversible vasectomy at puberty. <laughs> they can reverse it when they reach 21 or 25 or maybe 45 when they're old enough to make rational decisions. Well, John, then I, I just won't ask you, okay? I won't ask you. <laughs> okay, well, don't ask, okay. In fact, did you know that the... Teenage birth rate in this country is actually at an all-time low, even without my idea. That's thanks to easy access to contraceptives and abortion, fueled by the rise of the Internet, which gives teenagers information in spite of what their parents may not want them to know, plus better sex education, in some places at least, along with widespread change in sexual attitudes and behaviors among the young. Well, i got to admit, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, good for the kids themselves, good for society at large, and good for the earth. But teenagers, come on, they're a special case. There are lots of things that we don't let them do. But I want to see you try telling a married adult couples who are financially stable, reasonably rational, how many kids they can't and can't have. Come on, let me see you do that. How far do you think you'd get with that, John? Well, pretty far, actually. I'd say, look, you two, uh, I empathize with your desire to have a big family. And at least you're able to handle it and educate it. So, you know, but they, really, the world can't afford a lot more population or even what we got. So you got one natural kid, delightful child. If you want more, why don't you just adopt? Well, but if they told you to bug off and mind your own business, what do you say then? Well, I handle that kind of rejection well, Ken. <laughs> you mean like if they were complete narcissists with no sense of shared responsibility for the world? Well, we might have to treat them the way we treat smokers, subject them to public shaming, forced education, higher taxes, stuff like that, but only as a last resort. Oh, wow, yeah. Big families as smokers. Right, right, right. You, you, I think you're way overestimating the civic-mindedness of people, for one thing, and not to mention the amount of haranguing they're willing to put up with from do-good or know-it-alls like you or even the government. Come on, John. Well, I didn't say it was going to be easy. This is no doubt a many-sided issue. And to show us two of the many sides of this issue, we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Shukin Kalantari, to speak with one person who loves having lots of kids and another one who has gone to great lengths to have none. She files this report. When Matt Leonard was 21 years old, he decided to get a vasectomy. I was drawn to it. I looked into it. I contacted easily a half dozen other doctors and clinics and... Pretty much everyone flatly rejected me uh, just on the phone uh, with basic questions of how old are you and do you already have children? Leonard says most doctors won't give you a vasectomy if you aren't 30 and don't already have kids. So six years later, he moved to San Francisco and tried again. This time he lied. I lied through my teeth um, and was able to say, yes, I've been in a long-term committed relationship for over 10 years, which was not true that my parents were both on board and they weren't concerned about grandchildren, that I had siblings who had other children. None of this was true. Leonard knew he didn't want to have kids since he was a teen. He says he wasn't into kinship relationships, but mostly he hated the idea of contributing to overpopulation and the overuse of resources. By simply being in the global north, the amount of resources that we consume uh, dwarfs that of many other parts of the world. Leonard works for the environmental group 350.org, 
and believes the dialogue around overpopulation has become a slippery slope, especially when you look at the history of forced sterilization around the world. And I think those are very awful realities of what arguments around overpopulation have led people to, to pursue. But I think the reality is that we can't then shy away from the discussion about overpopulation because of that awful history. We still need to grapple with it uh, in a very real way. It's been 10 years since Matt Leonard got his vasectomy, and he doesn't regret it. He gets to focus all his time and energy on environmental justice issues instead of raising kids. But he does have one concern. While I've watched my parents get older and move into retirement, I've seen that burden that's fallen on me to sort of care for them as an only child is, um, is difficult, it's challenging. And I do sort of have pause of, well, what'll happen to me when I'm at that age? Who will take care and care for me? I'm dealing with this now because I have a 100-year-old grandmother who's at home and not in the best of shape at the moment. Julie Cole is from Ontario, Canada, and comes from a pretty big family. We all take turns, her children, her grandchildren, and her great-grandchildren. We take shifts going in to see her and take care of her. And it's the many hands make light work. Cole has six kids. Her oldest is 16, and her youngest is seven. Probably the most difficult person to tell when I was expecting my six was actually my old Irish Catholic granny, because she, she would grab my arm and say, you girls don't have to do this anymore. You have choices. Cole says she's happy with her choice to have a large family, but she knows a lot of people think it's environmentally irresponsible. There was some very um, colorful feedback about how I'm single-handedly taking down Mother Earth, me and my spawn. Cole says she's actually conscious of curbing her family's carbon footprint. She teaches her kids how to garden, recycle, compost. They pack trash-free lunches. And all their clothes and toys are hand-me-downs. There's so many things we can do to teach children about um, environmental stewardship. Cole says she doesn't think everybody should have half a dozen kids or any kids at all. They could be child-free for all she cares. You know, my expression is, you know, people say, mind your own business. I always say, mind your own uterus. You know, everybody take care of your own reproductive choices. They exist for a reason. Women have fought hard for them. I don't believe in shaming families of any size. I don't believe in calling childless couples selfish. Julie Cole has six children. Matt Leonard is so against having children that he got a vasectomy when he was 27. Cole and Leonard may live completely different lifestyles, but the two aren't that different. They both agree that parenthood should be your own choice. Do the best you can with the information you have. Try to get more information. Or as Julie Cole says, mind your own uterus. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shuka Kalantari. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Thank you for listening. Thank you for thinking. And thank you for supporting Philosophy Talk.